You're listening to a Los Angeles Sports Nation production, enhancing your Los Angeles sports fan experience. Welcome back to the Mob Squad Pod. This is episode seven, and we threw a little bit of a last-minute change. Uh, we were going to continue our discussion going through the NFC, the AFC. We were going to go through divisions and do all that, like what we did with Matt Loopy last week. But the schedule release just happened. Maybe you heard of it. Kind of a big deal. So we did a last-minute change. We're actually going to talk about that today. So how excited were you guys, Manny, Aaron, for the schedule coming out yesterday. I'll let you go first, Manny. <laughs> oh, thanks, Aaron. You're well, welcome. guys, good evening. Um, never a dull moment in the National Football League, that's for sure. Um, my first impressions is, you know, trying to figure out a word here to use. Not like, wow, or not like, all right. More like, okay. Um, you know, this whole situation still around the world hasn't yet been settled as of yet. Um, I did also see a report out there that these games are not subject to change. So, you know, once the date is set, it's pretty much, you know, you can either play it on that game date or you won't. So, you know, there's still a lot of uncertainty going on. But, um, you know, at least there's still something to talk about. And that's been the, the NFL for the last couple of weeks. So I would say more or less of, you know, just wait and see type of thing for me. How about you, Aaron? Yeah, I uh, I found it kind of entertaining that ESPN had absolutely nothing else to talk about other than the NFL schedule release, <laughs> which... Uh, for still- three hours. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, that's a hundred and... That is, that is 180 minutes that we'll probably never get back, but that's right? 180 minutes that we probably wanted to actually, you know, actually. Well, I personally dedicated zero minutes of my life to that. Yeah, so. I, I was planning on watching it and I never ended up turning it on. But uh, yeah, so I found that kind of entertaining, something a little bit different than uh, years past that they had a big special on the NFL schedule release. Uh, something else I found entertaining was. Uh, the the Rams fans that had not yet seen this new logo, uh, the disgruntlement <laughs> had resurfaced all over Twitter, and uh, people are not happy with this logo that that it's going to actually be sticking around. So I thought that was kind of so funny. funny how that can still be a thing. Like I don't know how we've gotten this far into <laughs> into the season, if you are the off season, and people still don't know. Like all of a sudden, people are coming to the party and they're like. Wait a minute. We changed our logo? Like that's so funny to me. Yeah, even uh, even people that aren't Rams fans are laughing at the Rams right now based off of this uh crummy logo. So, yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. Um, but yeah, I mean, overall I'm excited that the schedule's been released a little bit now and uh hopefully they'll start letting fans go to some of these games and I can start planning that Seahawks Rams game over here in the Pacific Northwest to potentially attend (laughs) yeah the um every i guess i don't know i i consider myself an overall just a sports fan there are certain sports i i will not watch or will ever watch but i watch a little bit of everything and uh, i've been going through baseball withdrawal because me and aaron both are big baseball fans and my solution (laughs) uh my uh solution to that 
um, has been the KBO. ESPN has decided to start airing um, K- Korean baseball organization games. Um, so I've been watching the KBO League and just watching some actual live sports, even though it's not MLB, is great. Um, and it feels like, okay, there's like a light at the end of the tunnel. We're starting to get a little bit of sports back. So it makes you feel a little bit better. And the schedule release is one of those things for me where it's not football. It's not an actual game, but it's something. It's just a little nugget that makes me think, okay, there's a light at the end of the tunnel. And if everything goes well in a couple months, we're going to have football. They've released the schedule. So it's like a real thing now. We actually have a schedule. Um, And like Manny said, there is no contingency plan here. The NFL basically has said, this is it. Um, they're putting all their eggs in one basket that everything goes well and there's no hiccups or issues and we just play football like normal. Uh, I would assume there's the possibility that exists, like you said, Manny, where we play the games, but there's no fans in attendance, which I don't know what your thoughts are on that, Manny. Um, me personally, I'm not a huge fan of watching sports with no fans there. I feel like it, um, diminishes the product a little bit. Uh, I will say watching the baseball games without fans in attendance, I haven't noticed it too much, but I feel like in baseball that that's not really, you know, you don't really notice the crowd until it's like a big time moment or maybe late in the game. I feel like football, the crowd is a huge part of the game the whole time. Uh, so I feel like watching football without fans in attendance is kind of going to diminish the product a little bit. Uh, Manny, what do you think? Like, how do you feel that would translate to TV? Is that something that you'd still want to watch? I mean, you know what? First point, um, I'm with you 100%. I think it's the fans that kind of make the product what it is, especially when either in person or when you're watching it on TV. Um, before this whole quarantine, you know, began, um, I watched a couple Europe soccer leagues without fans. And let me tell you, I was not impressed. I was not into it. It really felt like a pre-practice game. I mean, here I am watching, you know, Paris Saint-Germain versus Borussia Dortmund and a quarterfinals match of the Champions League in Paris and with no fans. I mean, you know, I you know, I guess baseball is probably the only sport I can say that you can't really see a home field advantage unless you're the team playing it. Um, you know, you're there. It's your own ballpark. You're going to do things normally how you've been doing it for the whole season. But when, when it comes to the playoffs, when it comes to hockey, um, basketball even but more so football and soccer you gotta be able to have fans in there man because you know the whole crowd noise thing um you know it's just a different type of environment and are you kidding me you know you you look at you know the schedule yesterday you know cowboys versus rams where you know the rams are opening up their new stadium can you imagine that with no fans i mean that to me kills the vibe right away um yeah that's you know? gonna be really weird and really yeah. sad if that happens. And, and then not only that listen i understand that the nfl is gonna try whatever they can um you know whether it's whether it be you know every fan sits um you know every other seat or if it's only season ticket holders or maybe you know only fans in a certain section you know i'm pretty sure roger goodell and the league are already trying to figure out other ways to do this because no offense they're going to lose tons of revenue and money when it comes to not being able to have the fans. Cause the whole point of a football game in this country is to be able to enjoy that game day tailgating that pre, you know, that pre, that pre meal type of, you know, 
get together when you, you know, when, you know, because these games happen, you know, your team only plays once a week, you know, you know, besides playing on Sundays and then going to going again on Thursdays, you know, technically speaking, you're waiting all week for your team to play this once a week, especially if it's a home game and you're not going to be able to enjoy it normally how you would. To me, it's going to seem kind of difficult to actually watch it on TV if it comes like this. You know, Aaron, what do you think? Yeah, I mean, I mean, being a fan and spectating and watching it on television, I don't know if it's going to play too much of an f- effect on me. Uh, I mean, if I'm watching it at home, I, I like to watch the games at home because I like to listen to the commentary and I do like to listen to the roar of the crowd and kind of that energy. Uh, but it's just like going to a bar where you got a bunch of people around. It's already really loud. You can't hear the game anyways. And so you're basically just watching the play. Um so to me, it's going to be something kind of like that. You're going to be watching the play who I think it's going to affect the most is the players out on the field. I mean, without having that crowd, that energy boost. I mean, I feel like a lot of the players feed off of the crowd, um, especially the home teams aren't going to have that, that little bit of an edge or advantage anymore other than, you know, that the team that's visiting is going to have to deal with traveling, but um, having the advantage of the fan base being there, being loud when the quarterback's trying to call a play or uh, just pumping up the home team they're going to be missing out on that that extra advantage um so i think the players are going to suffer a lot more with fans not being uh at the games than you know being somebody like myself spectating Uh, so if it really does plan out to be that way pan out to be that way uh yeah i could definitely see it affecting the players uh, the most. For yeah, sure. I think that's a that's a great point, and I hadn't even considered that. I think that's a great point. Um, it sounds like Seattle's twelfth man is going to be taking the year off. Um, Boo hoo! Hey, uh, <laughs> hey, hey, listen, don't care. listen. I am, I am, you know, I am all in line to make sure that happens if anything when it comes to that. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, can you imagine, um, like someone like Ray Lewis who has this intricate? elaborate dance that he would always do when he came out onto the field. Can you imagine him doing that with just nobody there? Like that would just seem silly that, right? Like that's not, that's not like, Oh, you pump me up. I'm going to run through a wall. That just seems silly at that point. Like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Yes. I I think I, I, you know, I I think when you kind of put these things together, you know, if it does happen, I would have loved, you know, to still see Payne Manning try to changing um, plays on the line of scrimmage. And just seeing all the words he uses in his facial expressions, and there's not a, there's not a single sound but him saying uh, Omaha, Omaha, yoga, yoga, uh, fire, fire, fire. I, I think that those type of things, you know, will be such at least they'll put a smile on people's faces. But yeah, seeing Ray Lewis coming out of the tunnel doing his dance with some fireworks and no fans, that there seems like there's no point. Yeah, and I kind of wonder too if that's the case, if the NFL will somehow try to broadcast it with. Uh, with the fans being able to hear a little more of like what the quarterbacks are calling or it, it, the final way to kind of get the the fans spectating on television to get it more involved besides just a commentary if they'll find a find some sort of avenue to uh, get that entertainment yeah. flowing it wouldn't surprise me um if we saw especially nbc because i feel like nbc is usually pretty forward when it comes to advancements in the broadcast but it wouldn't surprise me for someone like fox or nbc to implement something like we saw with the xfl where you actually could hear the play that was being called in the huddle you could actually hear what was going on more 
uh, at the line of scrimmage. So that wouldn't surprise me if some of those TV networks actually took an XFL style broadcast and made it more immersive to negate the fact that there's no crowd, which I would be all for. I like it. Um, I don't know why I like it because it honestly makes no sense when I hear the play come into the huddle and it's like spider two Y banana X Y two out for, you know, none of that makes any sense to me, but for some reason I like to hear it. It's just cool. Um, so I would be okay with it if they did something like that. Um, so the way we're going to do this episode, um, and hopefully we'll digest all this in under a certain reasonable amount of time. Uh, we're going to go through, uh, we're going to break down the season in quarters. Uh, obviously there's going to be the weekend there with the bye week There's no game there, but we're still going to include it. So that week, uh, when we do that breakdown, it's going to have like five segments, but, uh, we're going to do it in quarters just off the bat real quick. I'll burn through the schedule. So we have week one against the Cowboys week two against the Eagles week three against the bills week four against the giants week five against the Redskins week six against the 49ers seven against the bears eight against the dolphins. Nine is our bye week 10 against the Seahawks 11 against the Buccaneers 12 against the 49ers 13 is going to be against the Cardinals. 14 is going to be against the Patriots. 15 is going to be against the Jets. 16 against the Seahawks. And week 17, we're closing out the season against the Cardinals. So that's the quick run through off the bat of what our schedule looks like. So as you can tell, we're going to be playing uh, the NFC East. We're going to be playing the AFC East this season. Um it should be a pretty fun season based on what I'm seeing just on paper. I feel like there's going to be some really good matchups here. Uh, Aaron, what was your sort of initial thought when you looked at the schedule and saw the games? Did you have an immediate reaction? Did something come to your mind? Uh, Yeah. I mean, my first reaction was it's going to be a pretty tough season. Uh, I feel like they got a lot of top, tier teams will be playing um yeah and then i think even some of the teams that you might have looked at as at last year that were maybe some slouches like the buccaneers or the cardinals uh, i feel like you're going to see some of those teams with some some big adjustments and big improvements uh that i i feel are going to give them a good run for their money so um i i feel like it, it looks like a pretty tough schedule um i definitely think the first couple games are going to be rough. <laughs> uh, yeah. And it, yeah, my first initial thought was that it's going to be a tough season. I feel like it's going to be a tough season. Manny, what stood out to you when you saw the schedule? Well, the first uh, reaction I had was uh, I just laughed how the LA Chargers don't have a really prime time game at home at our uh, SoFi State. Uh- <laughs> that, was, that was my first initial reaction trying to you know well i'm sure they get good deals on tickets for sofi stadium so they can come to the rams games if they want um the rams games are gonna have a lot of primetime games too which we're gonna talk about so they can get in i'm sure yeah um so just getting into the rams i mean besides when you look at it as a whole um you'd say that maybe what dallas um uh, you'd say um San Francisco, Seattle, and Tampa, even Arizona, those those teams probably have their quarterback already um, set in a sense where um, you, you're facing guys who have already been 
you know, with those teams um, for a year or two or whatnot. But, you know, you know, let's put in the Eagles in that too. But when you look at Buffalo, you look at the Giants, you look at Washington, you look at the Chicago Bears, um, you know, you look at the Patriots and Jets. Those to me are teams that, you know, are going through a change. And in a situation like this where you don't have an offseason, you know, yes, I know that, you know, players and coaches are going through Zoom, you know, with plays and stuff. But trust me, it's a much different thing when you're able to do it in person, when you're able to be at the football facility. But, you know, to me, when you look at those teams that, you know, that, that I just named that don't really have an, an, you know, an established quarterback, you know, that to me, I give um, full, full thumbs up, you know, um, for the Rams. Um, you know, listen, this is not the first rodeo with Goff and McVay and company. Yes, the defense will be a new coach and probably like a new style here and there, but mainly it'll be the kind of the same base and whatnot. And, you know, you know, wins, crucial wins against the Giants, Bills, Bears, Patriots, and Jets. Like those are teams that, no offense, they're not on the way up. You know, there's there's still questions upon them. So if you can somehow capitalize on those teams that don't have anything established, I I feel like the LA Rams might have a great year. Yeah. Um, The NFL brass, whoever comes up with the schedule, whoever decides these things, uh, for the second year in a row, the Rams are going to play five primetime games, which is the most any team can do. It caps at five unless you get a late-season flex situation. But last year, the Rams had five primetime games. This season, they're scheduled to have five primetime games. So while the general public might not think the Rams are much and likes to look down on the Rams and make fun of them, uh, the higher-ups at the NFL don't see it that way. Uh, They think the Rams are going to be must-see TV, and there's a lot going on that's worth watching. So as of right now, week one against the Cowboys is a Sunday night game. Week six against the 49ers is a Sunday night game. Week seven against the Bears is scheduled for Monday night football. Same thing with week 11 against the Buccaneers. That's also a Monday night game. And then week 14 against the Patriots is scheduled to be a Thursday night game. So we're going to have plenty of opportunities to see the Rams in prime time on the biggest stage, especially those Sunday night games. Everyone, I think, would agree if you ask every fan, Sunday night's like the primetime spot. That's the primetime must-see game. So we're going to have plenty of opportunities to see the team on the biggest stage to prove and see what they can do. Um, just some other little news and notes overall on the schedule. Uh, they're making four trips to the East Coast. Uh, four of their kickoffs are going to be at 10 a.m. Pacific, which is pretty early to for me, at least in my opinion, to play full-on contact football, 10 a.m. is pretty early. Uh, I don't even like playing softball at 10 a.m., and that's like literally doing nothing. (laughs) So, um, And as you guys might have noticed when I was running through the schedule, the back half, the back end of the schedule is very NFC West heavy. So to me, in my opinion, what that means is the team needs to start off strong and get some wins under their belt before the end of the season. Because what I think could happen is if they start off slow and come out of the gate, something like three and three or four and four or something like that, they're going to put themselves in must win situations at the end of the season against some really tough divisional opponents, which is not a recipe for success. You don't want to have to go that route. Um, I think Manny, you would agree. You've seen your Eagles go about it the hard way. And, uh, while you can be successful and you can win a Super Bowl that way, 
going about it the hard way and trying to sneak in the last couple of weeks of the season and mm-hmm. play these tough games isn't the best way to go about it. Um, so hopefully the team can get some wins under their belt to start the season. But like Aaron said, the schedule to start off is pretty tough. Uh, there's definitely some opponents we're going to be starting with that I would think are going to give the Rams a little bit of a run for their money. Um, another thing that I had noticed, and I don't know if you guys caught this, there's a lot of travel that the Rams are going to be doing. Um, for whatever reason, I know this seems to bounce around sometimes from team to team, but the Rams got apparently the short straw this season, and they're going to be doing a lot of traveling, and they're going to be racking up a lot of frequent flyer miles. Or, I guess, um, uh, Stan Kroenke is going to be using the credit card <laughs> to pay for jet a lot of jet fuel. Uh, so the Seahawks are actually scheduled to travel the most miles in the NFL, which I guess makes sense because Seattle's way up here in the corner. So they're going to be traveling a total of 29,203 miles. The Rams are actually coming in second. They're traveling 26,104 miles. And the 49ers actually are right behind them at 25,507 miles. So NFC a lot West. of NFC West. Yeah, a lot of NFC West teams are going to be getting some travel in. Um, I would like to think that maybe next season... Uh, the NFL schedule makers would have it a little bit easier on them and, and help them out a little bit because this season's going to be tough. Um, we also uh, another schedule note that I uh, wanted to bring up in case anyone was wondering, they have canceled the international games this season. So there are there's going to be no games in London this year, no games in Mexico City. So no international travel. So at least there's that. I know certain head coaches, especially John Gruden, I'm sure Aaron knows. John Gruden is not a fan of uh, traveling to London. Uh, Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. You're good. Uh, So on the other side of the coin, the Baltimore Ravens are traveling a mere 6,310 miles, which is the the Lamar Jackson effect. Yeah, 6,000 miles. When you factor, when you think about that, a a 17-week season, and they're traveling 6,000 miles, that's pretty crazy. That's that's 20,000 miles less than the Rams. Yeah, like, that's literally, I know it's not going to be one flight, but that's literally, like, one flight. If you flew from, like, Seattle to Miami or something, I was like, oh, yeah, and then I'll take a trip over to, like, Europe. Like, yeah, that's one that's the entire Ravens season. Um, so I would chalk it up to what Manny said. I think that's the Lamar Jackson effect. <laughs> um, shout out Lamar Jackson, who might win the MVP this coming season. I'm sure he's probably going to be the odds on favorite. Um, and another note that I'm going to throw out there real quick before we get into the schedule week by week is this season, they are implementing the new playoff format. So this season we're going to have an extra team from each conference. So instead of it being 12 teams, it's going to be 14 teams making the postseason. Um, that's going to change things because last season, had this been in place, teams like the Steelers and the Rams would have made the playoffs last year had this been in effect. So worst case scenario, if the Rams have another 9-7 and seven season, they could theoretically still make the playoffs. So that's a big key here, too. Um, you never know how the season's going to go. I've seen people on Twitter saying the Rams are going to go 12 and 4. I've seen some people say 8 and 8. 
whatever the case may be, if they can somehow finish above 500, the odds of them making the playoffs, you would think, are pretty good. So week one is going to be the marquee matchup. I mean, I haven't looked at the entire schedule for everybody, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong if you saw a different matchup. But I think this week one matchup, Rams-Cowboys, brand new stadium, week one, I think this is the marquee matchup of the week. So I think they got this right putting this on Sunday Night Football. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a pretty exciting game. Uh you got two expected high-powered offenses going at it. Uh people love to see scoring. I think there's going to be a lot of entertainment here. Uh I think they made a good decision on having having this game be a primetime one. Uh Yeah, I I just think it's going to be an entertaining game all around. A lot of scoring. Yeah. Manny, what do you think? I mean, listen, it's week one. It's LA's first game in a new stadium. We still haven't seen the new uniforms. I'm not even going to touch the logo conversation. <laughs> but come on, like, are you kidding me? This, this, There is no other game in week one besides maybe, maybe Packers and Vikings that you can probably say that it needs to be prime time, especially on Sunday night. Listen, nothing against Monday night or Thursday night football. But there's something about Sunday night knowing that you play, you're the only game waiting for all the other ones to finish and to know the lights are on you. This is a great opportunity for the Rams team and the organization to showcase what they have in store, you know, for, you know, for years to come. And listen, let's, why not start it off with Jerry Jones's team, a team that, you know, let's be honest here, is the most dramatized team yet into this league where the quarterback hasn't even signed their deal yet. And whatnot, and it's the Cowboys. Are you kidding me? These two teams have already played each other, what, I want to say maybe three, four times in the last two, three seasons. You know what I'm saying? And I definitely want payback from last year. Last year, the Rams went to mm-hmm. Dallas. They got whacked. The game was over by halftime. You know, I want to see some little bit of some in a little bit of a revenge factor. Um, you know, and you know, I've already mentioned it. It's an it's the opening football game at SoFi Stadium. Nothing else matters on this particular night, especially in LA. Absolutely. Yeah. And I don't know if you guys are into sports betting or gambling or anything like that. I personally like to bet on football games. It's the only thing I like to bet with or gamble on. Uh, And I saw this little nugget that caught my eye. According to bet MGM, which is a big sports book based out of New Jersey, the Rams are opening as two and a half point underdogs to the Cowboys, which to me is crazy that they're opening up a brand new stadium. The Rams are the home team and they're two and a half point underdogs. That's crazy to me, Uh, especially considering the Cowboys. Dak still hasn't signed. They have a brand new coach. I know it's Mike McCarthy and he's got a lot of experience, but it's his first year there. And the Cowboys are, they have had some roster turnover. So there's going to be that to deal with as well. So to me, the fact that the Rams are coming in as underdogs is a little crazy, and that speaks to everyone just thinking the Cowboys are going to, again, be this great team and the Rams are just going to be okay. So if that betting line holds where it is and come week one, they're still two-and-a-half-point underdogs, I'm going to hammer that line and I'm going to put some money on that because I have no doubt in my mind that the Rams are going to win that game. Um I, I think that's crazy that they're two and a half point underdogs at home. Uh, like Manny said, this is the Cowboys, though. So 
they're they get all the hype they get the drama it is what it is Uh, listen unfortunately they're still labeled america's team i don't know how you can be still america's team when you haven't won anything in the last two decades but hey that's the way that you know most viewers see it let it be it but hey that's the way it works and uh hey nick uh i'm pretty sure the cowboys are gonna win this game Sorry to burst your bubble. Wow. Losing wow, on that. Waited, Maybe we have a side bet here. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we were talking about our predictions yet. So I well, I'm not gonna bet I'm not gonna say my predictions game by game. I'm gonna wait till the very end and give you my take uh, okay. on how I think the season's gonna go. But this was something I saw that just caught my eye when I was doing my notes and prep for the show that they opened up as two and a half point underdogs. And I was just like, that's crazy to me. So I can go ahead and take MGM's money. I can take your money. It's all the same to me. (laughs) It's all American dollars. So I can, I can do that. That's totally cool with me. Uh, Apparently the hype for this game isn't just like a fake made up thing that we're talking about here. It's actually like a real legit thing because according to SeatGeek, the demand for these tickets to go to this game was the highest of all the games so far since the schedule has been released. The resale value right now is $456, and that is, as you might guess, pretty high for just a a seat somewhere in, like, the nosebleeds. So this game was coming up number one after the schedule came out last night. So the hype is real, whether that's Rams fans wanting to turn out for week one at the new stadium or... Cowboys fans who have been Cowboy fans for the last two seasons and they just want to go wear a Cowboys jersey. I don't know, but I would expect that game to be sold out. I would expect it to be rocking. I would expect there to be a lot of uh, blue and gold, and I would expect the Rams to win. Um, Going on to week two, this is going to be a game that Manny's going to have a lot of interest in (laughs) because it is against the Philadelphia Eagles, and this is the Rams' first road trip. So they're going to open at home week one, and then immediately week two, they're going to hit the road, and they're going to go to Philly. So Philly last year did have a winning record. They were also 9-7, and just like the Rams were. Uh, They did, however, make the playoffs because the NFC East is kind of a joke of division last year. But anyway... They actually made the playoffs at nine and seven. However, comma, they lost Manny, didn't they? <laughs> Who did they what, lose to? What can I say, Jadavion Clowney? He, uh, he, you know, he put my, he put my, uh, my, my, uh, my favorite quarterback, and you know, in into the uh, tent there, and then uh, you can kind of tell I wasn't ready for this question that you kind of throw at me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I know. I know. I had to rub it in a little bit, but it was against me. Relive, you know, kind of relive the whole game where, um, you know, what was it? Josh McCown was the backup quarterback for the team, and it was kind of, yeah, that was (laughs) that was tough to watch. And I remember watching that game because I remember thinking, man, McCown isn't that great, but he has a chance to win this game. Like there were so many plays where if he had just made a little bit better throw, they could have easily won that game. In my opinion, they could have easily won that game. Uh, the final was nine seventeen. It wasn't a blowout by any means. No, but also remember like um, Zach Ertz, he didn't play in that game. We had no wide receivers and, you know, so I don't know how you could have won with that Seattle defense. And not to mention that Russell, 
he didn't play well, but he made the third down throws when you when he, you know the uh, Seattle needed to, and of course he has his big target in Metcalf, which is only going to get better. So. Yeah, and the Eagles still don't have wide receivers. They just have a track team now. That's what they did in the draft. They drafted a track Basically. team. So hope, yeah. So hopefully those track athletes that they all drafted and signed know how to catch a ball. Uh, I guess we'll find out. Uh, I think that's going to be again week two. Like Aaron said earlier, we're going from the Cowboys to the Eagles, two tough teams. I think those are going to be two tough matchups. Aaron, did you have anything that you wanted to throw in against this on this game against the Eagles? Yeah, I think it's going to be a tough game. I mean, they're going to be playing at Philadelphia. Carson Wentz can stay healthy. Uh, I mean, he's a solid Big quarterback. If, by yeah, the way. if he can stay healthy and Jalen Hurts, he can, uh, Jalen Hurts. <laughs> I still feel like they're going to utilize Jalen Hurts as that utility player. But I mean, Miles Sanders coming in for a second year. I feel like uh, this is a good opportunity for him to showcase his abilities. And then they got a couple veteran wide receivers. They're getting a little bit up in age there in their 30s with Alshon Jeffrey and Deshaun Jackson. They get, they got this rookie, Jalen Rieger. I'm curious to see how he kind of falls into into the lineup here. Um, so and, and then Zach Ertz, he's one of the, if not the best tight end, one of the best tight ends in the league. So uh, their offensive powers pretty high and uh you know their their defense is a half bad either so i feel like this is going to be a tough game away at philly yeah and if they do decide to utilize jalen hurts as some kind of utility guys you know um one of those Taysom hill type guys it's going to be a big test for aaron donald and the rest of the rams defense because We've seen in the past when certain teams come out with something that's brand new or mm -hmm. exotic that it can completely throw teams. Um, and the biggest example of that that comes to my mind, uh, and Manny, you'll probably remember this too, <laughs> the game several years ago where the Miami Dolphins debuted the Wildcat formation correct. against the against Patriots. Yep, correct. Yep. Yeah, and New England. Ronnie, it was the had, Ronnie Brown. It was the Ronnie Brown Ricky Williams show that day. <laughs> Yeah, the Patriots had zero clue what to do about it. And for most of the rest of that season, the Wildcat formation was like a hit. Like people just did not know how to defend it. So if the Eagles and Doug Peterson has proven to be a pretty good uh, offensive mind, if the Eagles come out and they debut this Jalen Hurts, Carson Wentz kind of dual threat system, that could be a big test for the Rams because if they can somehow – handle that and win the game on the road that would speak volumes to you know what they can achieve as a team so it, it'll be interesting uh week three is going to be a very fun matchup and very interesting matchup for me personally because it's against the buffalo bills and this game is in buffalo and the reason it's going to be so interesting for me and special for me is because i'm actually going to this game what? i already bought my plane tickets yesterday it's yeah thanks for so, the invite <laughs> Right? <laughs> so the reason being is because one of my best friends uh lives in buffalo and i are, he's a hardcore huge bills fan has been his whole life and i told him as soon as we saw the preliminary schedule and i saw that the rams were going to be playing the bills this year i said hey i don't know when that game's going to be but as soon as i find out you better believe that i'm going to buy tickets and I will be there because he's a season ticket holder. He goes to all the games. Um, so literally the schedule came out at like 
you know, there was leaks and stuff, but the schedule, I think, officially came out at like 4.30 Pacific yesterday. As soon as I saw the graphic that was official and saw September 27th on the schedule, I went Southwest Airlines, boom, 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 put in my dates, got my tickets. So I am going to this game. I will be there, and I'm planning on taking my, uh, you know, mics and all that stuff, my computer, and uh, I'm planning on doing a little field sort of podcast out there. <laughs> I'll try and interview some Buffalo fans and stuff. So that'll be a fun one. But what yeah, I'm going to be there for fans, this game. Nick? Uh, yeah. Uh, the... <laughs> just a question. Sorry to, <laughs> yeah. sorry to ruin your moment. <laughs> just no, you're good. Um, it's going to be an interesting experience because I think everyone knows – or at least people on Twitter have seen all the videos of Bill's Mafia and how crazy they can be. So this one is going to be a fun experience for sure. Hopefully I remember most of it. Um, <laughs> Great, Aaron, I, Aaron. So now me and you are now going to have to be, you know, praying and crossing our fingers that our man Nick doesn't get yeah. lost in Bill's Mafia. Right. Three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, right it's going to be an interesting experience. It, it really will be. Um, and the Bills are, again, one of those teams this season that's on the come up. So this is going to be a matchup three weeks in a row against another tough team. The Bills are improved. And in my opinion, they're going to be the team to watch in the AFC East. Now that the Patriots don't have Tom Brady, I think the Buffalo Bills, their chance to win the division is now. So I think it's their division to lose. So I think this is going to be a tough matchup. Aaron, what do you think about this game against the Bills? Yeah, so earlier in this podcast, Manny said that he didn't think the Bills had a quarterback, uh, but I think Josh Allen is going to light it up this year. All right, so Josh Allen. I'm a big Josh Allen guy too. Yeah, it, Josh Allen, it, I think is going to be good. Uh, last year they finished ten and six. The season that's his first season uh, starting the whole year. Uh, they just acquired Stefan Diggs, um, who's going to be playing yeah, opposite of John Brown. Buffalo- yeah, when's the last time, if you can think off the top of your head, when's the last time the Buffalo Bills had a legit wide receiver? Andre Reid. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, Eric so, Moulds. Yeah, yeah, Eric Moulds, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn, I'm old. Yeah. <laughs> and, I mean, the Bills' defense is already stellar. I mean, they almost beat the yeah. Patriots both times they played last year. Uh, they beat the Vikings. They uh, – I mean, looking at when they played the Ravens, uh, they almost beat the Ravens last year. So they already got a stellar defense. Their offense, like I said, with Stephon Diggs, they got John Brown playing opposite of him. Uh, and you look at, they got a second-year running back in Devin Singletary, who I think could potentially uh, Miami be, Stud, a, baby. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. be a viable option this year. They got yeah, some veterans. They got some veterans on the team with Cole Beasley wide receiver and then uh i mean give or take got tj yelled in there uh but they uh, drafted zach moss um who i think has a lot of potential for running back in this league so i I feel like yeah i feel like their offense is already is already more improved than it was last year for sure uh and their defense is already killer so i definitely see this team winning the afc east and i see them beating the rams um pretty pretty well off at this game yeah um i would agree with you i think this is gonna be a really tough matchup and playing in buffalo's uh a tough spot absolutely like you said the bills they made the playoffs last year they're not a bad team 
they weren't bad last year. They're certainly better now. So you would think they're going to make the playoffs again. And that wild card game that they lost against the Texans was only by three points. And if you remember that game, Josh Allen had a terrible day. It just, it, I don't know if he was caught up in the moment, uh, jitters. I don't know. You could tell that Josh Allen just wasn't really ready for that game. That was not his best performance. Um, And Deshaun Watson had to play Superman to get them to win by three points. So the Bills are a good team. And I think, as you said, they're going to be a lot better this season. And just to put a number on what you said about their defense being phenomenal, their their defense last year only gave up 16.2 points per game, which was good for second in the entire league. So. And they got better this year. So uh, I would expect them to finish top three again, if not one. Manny, what do you think about this game? So quick two things on this week three at Buffalo. Um, I did um, I did rank Josh Allen ahead of Sam Darnold and ahead of uh, Baker Mayfield um, a couple of years ago. Oh. So I did. Yeah. Yes. Surprised. Right. By the way, I totally forgot that Diggs was traded for. Now that really changes my perspective in the sense that now when it comes to the Bills office, because listen, I've watched Sean McDermott. He, uh, he, he was under Jim Johnson for the Eagles defense. Um, Amazing job there. When Jim Johnson passed away, Uh, he carried the Eagles defense by himself for the remaining of that season. And the next one until he went down to Carolina with Ron Rivera, what Sean McDermott has done defensively and now offensively is just amazing. Um, so we know that, listen, when the bills, when you talk bills, you know, that the defense is going to come to play no matter what it w- it's always been the offensive side. Now you have another wide receiver in which, you know, double teaming John Brown is not really a thing. Cause now you got a, a guy in digs that could, you know, c- that could just catch the ball on a 10 yard slant and take it to the house. So that to me now opens it up everywhere, I guess, you know, offensively. And if you're the Rams defense, You know, you're going to really, you know, in these two matchups, you know, with the Eagles and Bills, I understand the Eagles offense yet. You still don't know what you have, but you still got Ertz. You still got Miles Sanders and you have a track team speed. You're like, get Buffalo, you know, with Singletary, Diggs, John Brown, Croft. What does that yell? Speed. You're definitely going to have to be on your A game when it comes to tackling and making sure that big plays are not given up. If not, it's going to be a long two weeks on the East Coast. Yeah, and the Sean McVay has already said in a conversation with Rich Eisen that in order to try and mitigate some of that travel that we had talked about earlier, they're going to be staying on the East Coast after the game against the Eagles, uh, which I would yep. agree with. Absolutely. Smart. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Very yeah. smart. That, that only makes sense. There's no point in going from Philadelphia all the way back to L.A. just to fly all the way to Buffalo, uh, which if you were going to take two opposite corners on the map – LA and Buffalo are pretty close to being polar opposites. So mm-hmm. that would just make for a really long uh, set of travel. So it only makes sense to stay on the East coast. Uh, week four, the Rams are going to be sticking with a New York theme and they're going to be playing the giants who last year only had four wins. Uh, but this season they're going to be full on board with Daniel Jones. There have, uh, they have, Joe Judge is their new head coach, so it'll be interesting to see how the team fares this year. I certainly don't think they're that great of a team. I'm not going to spend that much time on this game because, honestly, I think this is going to be a pretty easy win for the Rams. Um, so I'll go ahead and just, you know, Manny, I'll let you say your piece on this, but I don't think mm-hmm. this is much of a, you know, 
roadblock for the Rams. No, I'm, I'm with you there 100%. I am going to highlight this game, guys, as my f- first must-win. Um, coming back from the East Coast and back-to-back road games, um, you know, listen, it, it, this is the NFL, and when you have an opponent like the Giants at home and new head coach, new system, new basically everything that's going to be put on the field, there's no ifs or buts or questions that this has to be a must-win, regardless of what, you know, what goes on before or after. This week four against the New York Giants definitely has to be a must-win. Aaron, what do you say? Oh, I agree with you 100%. I'm already predicting the Rams to be 0-3 at this point, uh, losing their first three games. And I think when you look at the Giants, this is absolutely a must-win. I mean, Daniel Jones, this is going to be his first full year, potentially, as a starting quarterback. Uh, I mean, Saquon Barkley is basically their stud. Um, I don't have a whole lot of faith in Golden Tate or Sterling Shepard, if Sterling Shepard can even stay healthy. Uh, so I, I truly think that this should be a runaway game for the Rams as long as they bring even their C game. Uh, they should win this game. But it's for me, it would be a, for sure must win. Yo, you think the Rams are going to go 0-3 to start the season? Yo, I said let's bet on that Cowboys <laughs> game. And then they're going to lose. Oh my games. god! Oh my god! Okay, they're they're playing worry, two Nick. division. I totally see it. I totally have a much different thing than than you know Aaron does. So you guys, like, you just wait and put see. Put that smile okay? on your face. I, I'm hope I hope I'm wrong, but wait. Yeah, and me see. too. Yeah, <laughs> me, me okay. three. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so that is going to be the first quarter of the season. So the second quarter of the season, we start off week five against the Redskins. And this is going to be in Washington, uh, or I guess technically it's going to be in Maryland because I think that's where the stadium is. But anyway, the Redskins, as we talked about last week on our podcast with uh, Matt Luffy, the Redskins are coming off a pretty bad season. They only had three wins. Jay Gruden started 0-5. Bill Callahan came in and went 3-8. and so that prompted Ron Rivera. So now Ron Rivera is their head coach. So it's going to be interesting to see what kind of effect he has on the team. I do think the Redskins are going to be better than they were last year. And I do think they're going to be better than the Giants. Uh, I would expect the Rams to win this game. Um, I don't think it would be that difficult, especially because the new offensive coordinator for the Rams and Sean McVay both came from the Redskins organization. So I'm sure in the back of their mind, they're going to want to stick it to their old team because that's just competitive nature. That's just how things go. So I would expect them to win this game. I don't think that would be too hard of a challenge. Uh, Aaron, please tell me you have them winning this game. (laughs) Actually, Nick, I do. Oh my god. Oh no. Oh god, I was Oh no. I was I was about to you know hit the uh, stop roll. button and stop recording. Roll, I was going, you know what? This podcast is a sham. I'm not doing this anymore. All right, good. No, I uh yeah, I definitely see the Rams winning this one too. Uh oh, they got another you. young quarterback in Dwayne Haskins. And um I mean, look at the running backs. You got you got Adrian Peterson, who's getting up there in age. Uh, Darius, I pronounce his name, last name wrong. Go- Goose? Goose? Yeah, I don't know. Guys. Guys, yeah. However you pronounce that name. I like Goose, though. I like Goose. Yeah, he's basically like the Goose to a Maverick of Peterson, I suppose. But I mean, he I hasn't like proven it. to have that that health streak yet. Um, 
I don't have a whole lot of confidence in their offense. Uh, their defense is still subject. They got first year head coach. Uh, I think the Rams are going to run away with this one as well and get another W. Their second win of the season. Oh, Manny, <laughs> what do you think? Gentlemen, so I'm going to highlight this as our second must-win game of the season. Um, I do believe in Ron Rivera's system. I do believe in his coaching style. However, I don't believe that in week five um, he will have had, you know enough tape and time as of yet to create an impact when it comes to wins or losses in, in those type of columns. So I wouldn't, you know, like once again, um, this is a type of game that you need to have a W in it. You know, Nick, you already brought it up. Towards the end of the season, you have all these games in your division, and this is another NFC game. It's not a divisional game, but it's an NFC game. And sometimes you need these Ws, um, you know, once your season is completed for seeding purposes or whatnot. So, you know, um, I don't see the Rams losing this one. To me, they would have won back-to-back games, two-game winning streak. And so far after week five, I have the L.A. Rams record at three and two. Okay. The next game is definitely going to be a measuring stick for the team. It's still really early in the season, but week six against the 49ers who went to the Super Bowl last year and were very, very good, obviously. So this is going to be a measuring stick game for the team. Uh, hopefully the Rams can put up a good showing here and show that they belong. The game, this game is going to be in San Francisco and it's going to be one of their primetime games. So, you know, that the fans are going to be there. The place is probably going to be sold out. Levi Stadium's a huge venue, so I'm sure they're going to sell it out. I'm sure they're going to have a ton of support. And it's going to be a hostile environment, so we'll see. Hopefully the Rams can go in and, like I said, put on a decent showing. Um, I don't know any time the Rams play any team in their division for the most part. I never know who's going to win because I feel like the, this division plays each other so tough. Um, so I couldn't even venture a guess to say who's going to win this one. Um, I just hope it's a good game and I would love the Rams to come out on top. Um, Manny, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Do you think that the Rams can kind of come in and show that they belong? Do you think this is going to be competitive or do you think the 49ers are going to make the Rams look like kind of outclassed? Listen, this is the first game um, division-wise for the team. I feel like they will be prepared. I feel like Sean McVay probably after week four against the Giants, he would have been already been preparing for the San Francisco 49ers. That's just me. I'm not a head coach. I'm just saying what I think. <laughs> um, I Listen, I truly feel that if maybe if this game was in a short week, Thursday night, Levi Stadium, then, you know, not not to say that the Rams couldn't win. I just, you know, wouldn't see them coming out victorious in this matchup. But seeing that it's a full week of rest, it's Sunday night football, it's your second primetime game, and I already mentioned it's the first divisional game that you, you know, that you would have played. You know what I'm not? I truly feel that maybe the Rams have a chance here. Um, will they? Listen, we got to see how the offense shakes up. We got to see where the defense is at the particular moment. We also have to see – you know, if the San Francisco 49ers are going to be sleepwalking, you know, after their loss, you know, coming back after a Super Bowl loss, you know, sometimes those teams, it, it gets really difficult to try, you know, in the next season after losing the Super Bowl, you know, trying not to repeat it in the way that they did last season. Um, you know, so to me, it's it's a it's a toss up. Can the Rams win? Absolutely. Will they win? I, I have to see how the season plays out weeks one through five. 
Aaron, how do you think this one's going to turn out? So I'm giving a little bit of a spoiler alert for uh, a later week, but I feel like the Rams are going to get swept by the 49ers. Uh, I think the 49ers are just too good defensively. Their offense, the only part of the offense. They're without without Buckner, but I mean – Nick Bosa is still a beast, I, and they got is, they got this guy yeah. Javon Kinlaw. I don't know how he's going to stand up. I know he's supposed to be Buckner's replacement. The 49ers obviously saw something in him, but they're already projecting him to kind of fill into that slot as a as a starter. So I'm curious on how his play is going to be. Um, I mean, Richard Sherman's getting older, but I, he's still one of those veteran players. the The position I find subject for the 49ers is the wide receiver position. I mean, they got Debo Samuel who showed flashes of potential last year. He played pretty good. Uh, they got a rookie in Brandon. I, uh, I don't even know how to say his last name. Ayuk. I believe it's Ayuk. Ayuk, Ayuk but yeah, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, and then they have an onslaught of running backs to choose from Tevin Coleman, Jeffrey Wilson, Jerick McKinnon, uh, Raheem Mostert. So, uh, and Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be, Coming off that Super Bowl, this is going to be his second full season. Uh, healed, ready to go. And don't forget George Kittle, too, another one of the best tight ends in the league. Um, I just feel like the offense is good enough to match up with the Rams' offense, and I think the the defense of the 49ers is going to be better than the Rams' defense. I think it's going to be two close games this season, uh, but I feel like they're going to lose – here in week six and week 12 to the 49ers. Nick, may I add just something real quick to Aaron's point? Of course. So we saw last season. <laughs> so we saw so we saw last season in the first go around between these two teams, no offense. Sean McVay had no answer at all. And then you saw them in their last matchup in San Fran. Offense played much better. The defense wasn't so like, you know, they were really prepared for that. And that, to me, is what gives me the confidence. You, you, you kind of look at the Niners roster. It really hasn't changed much when it comes to offensively. No Marquis Goodwin. It's not like he was healthy either way. Kind of have the same guys there. Defensively, yeah, you lose Bugner, which to me, you lose experience. You, you lose a guy who's already played the game a couple years and, you know, can create, you know, more stuff for himself. Listen, Mr. Bosa, he's going to do his own thing. But, you know, I truly feel that McVay now knows – where Kyle Shanahan may go. And if adjustments will be made, you know, I feel like Sean will be ready for that. That's what gives me the confidence because if the second game last season, listen, we could all sit here and say that the first game, it, you know, we the Rams just sucked. There was nothing they could do offensively. But in the second game, the Rams were in it to win it. And if it wasn't for a fluke play by, you know, a rookie safety of ours that just decides to run towards the sideline instead of going after Emmanuel Sanders, you know, who knows Who knows if the Rams win that game or not? So that's what gives me the confidence, knowing that Sean McVay, the second time going around, he was well prepared for it. And that's what gives me the confidence this season that, you know, this matchup in week six might go in the Rams' favor. I hope you're right. Yeah, me too. But I think you're right. The 49ers, <laughs> I think, are by far one of the best teams in the NFC East. Uh, the Super NFC Bowl West. hangovers. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Uh, the... Uh, Super Bowl hangover is definitely a real thing. I think some people try to make it sound like it's not, but I think we've seen over the past, I mean, I wouldn't even say several years. I've seen, I would say the past 20 years even, 
if you go back and look at records for teams that made the Super Bowl, how they fared the next season, it's tough. It's hard to rebound. So it'll be interesting to see if the 49ers are on the right side of that and they come out on fire like they did last season or if they stumble a little bit and the Rams can you know capitalize on that and get a win here. Um, just to put a bow on some of the travel talk, if you look week two through six, this is where it gets really kind of dicey for the team. They're going from at home to Philly. They're going to stay on the East Coast to play Buffalo. Then from Buffalo, they have to fly back to L.A. Then they have to fly out to Washington. Then they have to fly back to San Francisco. That's a lot of travel. That's a lot of cross-country flights right there. So uh, those weeks right there is going to be – you know, in addition to having to recover normally under, mm-hmm. you know, just regular circumstances, they're going to have to do all the traveling that goes with it. So it's going to be a little tough. Uh, yeah, week Nick, seven, so we real, so go ahead. real quick on that from week two all the way to week six, I truly feel that the Rams need to escape at least at three and two. Um, I don't, you know, if they go below 500 or very low 500, I think they're in trouble. So, you know, from week two with the Eagles, Bills, Giants, Redskins, and the Niners. In those four weeks, um, I truly feel like they need to be able to, to be at, at least winning record-wise um, because, you know, it's just like you said it. Towards the end of the year, you don't want to be one of those teams that, you know, now all of a sudden the pressure is on for you to win every single game when you could have won these games earlier during the season. Yeah, definitely. I think this first, like, first quarter of the season, second quarter of the season, I think it's going to be really important for the team to get off to a strong start because having to try and recover at the end of the season is going to be way too much to ask, in my opinion. Uh, week seven, we're going to be playing the Bears. That's going to be It is Monday Night Football. So this game is going to be... I, I feel like the Rams are going to win this game. Um, I'm not a Mitch Back. Trubisky guy, and apparently the Bears aren't either because they didn't pick up his fifth-year option, which is good. They shouldn't have. Um, the Bears finished last season at 8-8, eight and eight, so just middle of the pack. Um, I don't think the Rams are going to struggle in this game. I feel like they're going to win this game. Uh, I guess it's going to be a good test for the offensive line because you're going to have to go against Khalil Mack, so... Hopefully, uh, you know, they'll have a plan for him. But I feel like this is a very winnable game for the Rams. Aaron, uh, how do you see this? The Bears. Uh, no, I just wanted to say that. You're kidding me, right? I, I just wanted to say, say that. I just, <laughs> you can't say Bears without the uh, Bears. Uh, I think the Rams are going to win this. I look at the, the Bears offense, and there's nothing flashy about it. I mean, Mitch Trubisky, Nick Foles, whoever you want to throw in there, uh, not – I know Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, but I still don't. I still don't have a, a whole lot of faith in that guy. Uh, you look at their wide receivers; they don't really have. They don't really have. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, Mister uh, Mister Eagles fan over there. Uh, they don't really have a number one receiver. You got Allen Robertson. I guess you would say it's their number one receiver. You got Cordell Patterson, Ted Ginn. Nobody. No, you got some fast guys, some speedy guys, but nobody that's really, I think, an outstanding wide receiver in the league. Uh, they're okay. They're good. Uh, so I look at their offense, Tyreek uh, Cohen. You got David Montgomery, who was supposed to have a lot of potential at running back. 
for the Bears that didn't quite live up to those expectations last year. He had a couple good games, but um, their offense just doesn't seem very threatening. Their defense, my boy Khalil Mack, man, tear every time I see his name or say his name or think of the Bears. Um, he's killer, but I, I think the Rams are going to run away with this one too. I, I mean, I, I shouldn't say run away, but I feel like they're going to win this one. Good, good. Manny, what do you think? Oh, well, guys, I would label this week seven as a very important win. Um, not a must win because I truly feel that the Rams have everything in their power to actually come out victorious on here. Um, quick plug here, though. Uh, next week, we'll be joined by Kevin Lapka. He is one of the hosts for Bears Nation podcast. So we will for sure talk about the Bears in the NSC North um, next week or in our next pod. Quick plug there. Um, no, listen, another game at home, primetime, the only Monday night football game of the season at SoFi Stadium for the L.A. Rams or for the whole city of L.A., I should say. Haha, so you saw what I did that, you know, Chargers? Man, just um, all these subtle birds. <laughs> I love it. Um, listen, I, listen, I'm not a believer in Mitch Trubisky. However, I am a believer in Nick Foles, but I am not a believer in this Ryan Pace slash I want to be able to save my job, um, you know, slash Matt Nagy. I just, you know, this team was supposed to um, – create steps forward last season they took twenty five thousand steps back um nick you just mentioned it they didn't pick up their true number one quarterbacks option in mitchell trubisky so you know you the defense can't score points unless you know they're up by 10 nothing or whatnot when makes you know offenses throw it so listen the bears to me didn't do anything offensively crazy in the draft or in the offseason yeah they got another better tight end it seems like Matt Nagy's offense is just tight end, tight end, tight end. You know, when one tight end doesn't work, they release him like, you know, Trey Burton, and they go ahead and draft another guy. Um, you know, uh, I've never seen a Matt Nagy offense run the ball besides when he was under Andy Reid. And, you know, this is why to me, this is when the Rams defense will have one of the most greatest performances in the history of Rams defenses on this glorious week seven Monday night matchup. I truly feel they're going to sack the quarterback. They're going to create havoc in the backfield and the Rams are going to win quite easily. I want to say maybe 42 to nothing. Whoa. Oh, that would be incredible. (laughs) Man, that would be incredible. Uh, Put a bookmark. Okay. 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 I'll lower, I'll, I will lower the the expectations a little bit. Maybe a 27 to 10 type of matchup. Certainly not the matchup we saw last season, though, on Sunday night, which, no offense, at one point it got a little bit boring here and there. But, you know, I truly believe that the Rams' defense will come to play that night. Yeah. Um, don't bring up to Bears fans the Mitch Trubisky thing. I think that's kind of a sore spot for <laughs> the them. Bears. Um, okay, sorry. <laughs> especially because that was the same draft where Pat Mahomes – went number 10 mm-hmm. and the bears traded like their firstborn son and like seven draft picks to get one spot ahead. I believe it was one spot ahead mm-hmm. to take Mitch Trubisky. So don't bring up Mitch Trubisky to bears fans. They're Just like let them almost uh, the same player. Right? Finish this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're super similar. Yeah, let's make sure that um, they, when we talk to Kevin next week that we, you know, we just not toss it right to the fire. That's going to be the first thing. A little bit, bring out the fumes. <laughs> for Kevin. If we want the interview to go more than, you know, five or 10 minutes, I'd say we should wait on that. Um, but yeah, I guess if you take into account, they both play quarterback. They both have two arms and two legs. 
they're really similar. Uh, other than that, I don't know. Uh, so that's going to be, uh, or actually we have one more game. So to finish off the second quarter of the season, the Rams are going to be traveling out to lovely Miami, uh, and they're going to be playing the, I guess you could call them new look dolphins because this is, I guess the first season where Brian Flores is going to be judged, I guess more critically because they had a really, what some people say, really good draft. Um, the team, the the AFC East is weaker, like we mentioned with the Patriots not having Tom Brady anymore. So this is going to be an interesting game, just because I feel like any time a team has to travel to Miami, there's a, like a legit home field advantage there built in. Not necessarily because of the fans, but just because it's Miami. I don't know if people realize what athletes do in their free time when they get to Miami, like that could be a serious problem. Hopefully that's not an issue for the Rams and Sean McVay's got all that stuff under control. But to me, anytime a team travels to Miami, that could potentially be a problem. So uh, Manny, I'll just go to you first on this one since, I mean, Mm -hmm. you're out there, you're in Miami. So uh, what do you think is going to happen in this game? Uh, Well, if uh, Tua is not playing, I really see the Rams winning this one quite, you know, quite easily. Um, you know, once again, it is another West Coast to East West, you know, game for the Rams. I really, you know, I, I, I wish I like somebody has to really sit me down and try to explain to me how the Rams are going to Philly, going to Buffalo, going to Washington, going to Miami. And we're not even through week nine of the season. Like that to me just sounds complete, um, unfairness, you know, and then, you know, don't tell any Ravens fans that cause their team doesn't really have to travel much. Yeah, they're um, not going to sympathize with us. Yeah, and then obviously, you know, not only that, Nick, about what is there, you know, what is there to do in Miami? How about the heat? Um, in the in the whole humidity factor and the weather factor, you know, in in Miami, it could rain for one hour, and all of a sudden, it's ninety five degrees, and it feels like one ten. You know, will that be a factor? Will the Dolphins make the Rams wear their colored uniforms? Um, going, you know, into the game if it's a you know one p.m. kickoff. But, you know, overall, like, there's no way that I, I can't see the Rams losing this game unless, you know, like I said, if Tua's in there and, you know, some inspiration and some hope maybe toss, you know, toss in there. But, you know, I truly feel like this is another, you know, I would consider this to be my third must win for the L.A. Rams this season at Miami. You know, you're dealing with a franchise that is in rebuilding mode. You know, they're not trying to win now. And the Rams have to capitalize on this whatsoever, whatever the cost is, because, you know, heading into the bye, you want to be able to get into that bye knowing that you won your last game, um, you know, because, you know, after the bye week nine, you got all these tough matchups coming up. So, you know, but, you know. Aaron, I hope you have the Rams winning this game. You know, if Josh Rosen is quarterback, I don't know. I might have to oh, lean God. towards the Dolphins. No. Uh, not, yeah, so gonna who's going to be quarterback? You, I could tell you right now, Aaron. Aaron, I can tell you right now. The name Josh Rosen has not been brought up by any Dolphins beat writer, by no Dolphins representative, by no Dolphins nothing. Josh Rosen Literally, the Dolphins play. don't even acknowledge that he exists. Listen, the only way you know that Josh Rosen even exists on the football team is by you clicking on the depth chart and seeing the Dolphins roster. That is it. There's no mentions of yeah. it whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, I well, genuinely I, feel bad for that. I'm guy. sure he's probably sitting at number three. I mean, who are they going to have? They're either going to have uh, Mr. Fitzmagic there, or they're going to have right, Tua starting. Well. 
So, I mean, Josh Rosen would only be a, a dream situation for himself, uh, assuming Fitzpatrick gets hurt and Tua gets hurt. But I feel like the Dolphins have some improvement at running back with Jordan Howard and Matt Breda if they can stay healthy. Um, Ride receiver Devontae Parker, he's, he has upside, but I know he had some down games last year. Uh, the defense doesn't look much improved to me from last season, which finished as one of the worst defenses in the league. Yeah, I, I do have to agree with you, Manny. You got to look at maybe some of Mother Nature as potential effects on the Rams, but I still feel like the Rams are going to beat the Dolphins here. I, I think the Dolphins are still rebuilding. They're um, It's going to be – I feel like you're probably going to see Tua – starting potentially at this phase in the season and um, he's first year quarterback. Uh, so he's going to be learning the system and learning to play in the NFL. Uh, yeah. I, I don't see the dolphins winning this game at all. Um, too, too inexperienced. Uh, still a lot of gaps that need a lot of positions that need to get filled that are kind of lacking. And yeah, I think the Rams are going to come away with this. Yeah, so the Dolphins' defense finished 32nd, which is dead last in points against um, last season. They gave up over 30 points a game, so I would love it if the uh, Rams came in and put up like 40 or even 50. That'd be amazing. I'd love that. Um, I It'll be interesting to see what the plan for Tua is. Uh, the recently the trend has been if you draft a quarterback in the first round you kind of expect him to start almost immediately so it'll be interesting to see what the Dolphins decide to do with him um if he can keep his fragile little body from breaking um then maybe they have a chance I don't know I'm not a Tua guy uh I don't see much of a future for him but I, I'm not saying I, I hope he's bad. I hope he's great, but I just don't see it. So it'll be interesting to see who the you know Rams face, whether they get Fitzmagic or if they get Tua or, God forbid, if they get Josh Rosen, the Rosen one. So who knows? Uh, that's going to wrap up the first half of the season. So going into the third quarter of the season, we're going to start off with week nine, which is our bye week, which as far as bye weeks go, that's probably the best time for a buy because it pretty much splits the season right in half. So, and it comes at a good time because like we had mentioned, there's going to be a lot of cross country travel. So the Rams can finally take this week nine buy and just relax. And for the most part, after this buy, a lot of their travel eases up. It's not nearly as bad as it is the first half. So this is going to be a good spot for them to have a buy and just kind of relax, come down a little bit. Uh, Sean McVay so far in his young head coaching career is two and one coming off a bye, so not a huge sample size there, but it's a winning record. It's something uh, which they're probably going to need it because week 10, they're playing their first game against the Seahawks, which for me is really weird going nine weeks without playing the Seahawks. Um, that just is weird to me. So they're finally going to play the Seahawks week 10. This game is going to be in LA. So, I would love for the Rams to win this game, and I hope that they do. The Seahawks are coming off another winning season. It seems like all they do is win um, since they've drafted Russell Wilson. So finished 11 Only and one five. Super Bowl. Yeah, that's true. Almost uh, two. They did go 11 and five 
last season. <laughs> yeah, the it's almost is still painful. Um, <laughs> and they did make the playoffs last season. They did win their wild card game against the Eagles, as we already said. Uh, however, when they got to the divisional rounds, uh, they did lose to the Packers. So they did uh, make the playoffs last year. They did have a little bit of success once they got there. However, comma, it wasn't what they wanted. So it's going to be interesting to see these two teams, I feel like, always play each other to like the last whistle. Uh, we had already, me and Aaron had our conversation a couple of weeks ago, the game where Greg Zerline missed that field goal at the end of the game that was a super easy field goal by his his talent. You know, I think he would tell you it was a very easy, makeable field goal. He misses it. Uh, Rams could have won. They lost. So these teams always seem to play each other really tough. Um, Manny, I'll go ahead and go to you first on this one. How do you think this first matchup against the Seahawks in L.A. is going to go? Well, let me first give a quick shout out to one of my guys, Anthony Jones. He's a running back who was drafted by the Seahawks. Um, He actually uh, went to my college that I attend now. Um, He's actually the cousin of Dalvin Cook um, as well. Nice. Um, so a great story there, you know, the young man almost died of a gunshot wound a couple of years back, was able to battle it out. And, uh, thankfully, you know, he survived and it's amazing what he's done, you know, since then. All right. The Seattle Seahawks, the team I mostly hate in the uh, Rams division besides the Niners, obviously. Um, I actually have us splitting with them. I have us winning at home and then losing on the road. I feel like a week nine bye comes perfect at the perfect time. I'm with you, Nick. I, you know, I've always been that guy that when you can get a bye week, a little bit after week eight, you know, somewhere around there, it benefits um, health-wise, especially knowing that, you know, you've gone through half of the season and it rips you up ready for the rest of the season. Um, you know, this game, once again, will be at home. Um, the Seahawks, um, I think, you know, last year we took care of business at home on prime time. Um, you know, and also, like, one thing I've all, I've, I've, that I've still um, that I have still, you know, kept an eye on, um, an eye out for, um, Jadavian Clowney. He has yet to sign with anyone, and he did come out and say that Seattle, um, is not one of his preferred destinations as of today. I truly feel that is a big, big, um, downgrade for the Seattle's, you know, defense. Um, you know, I don't see those guys getting any younger obviously they don't have Sherman they don't have a Cam Chancellor they don't have an Earl Thomas you know those guys have been tough to replace but however they do have that Pete Carroll that Pete Carroll right Pete Carroll uh tough <laughs> scheme there of defense uh you know but you know if Clowney does not return as a Seahawk I truly feel that the Rams can take advantage of that you know especially in a week 10 first matchup at home especially coming off a of mm-hmm. bye so I'm gonna say the Rams win this week 10 matchup yeah, uh, the Seahawks with a, a healthy Jadavian Clowney were a completely different team than when he wasn't healthy or not on the mm-hmm. field. Awesome. And what do you think about this one? A little side topic. Sorry to go off, but you made me think of. Uh, I hope you're gonna. I hope you're gonna bring up Earl Thomas. I was <laughs> Earl Thomas yeah. murdered by his wife. <laughs> oh my God. If you guys have not seen this story, you have to look it up. Cause we can't do it justice. You have to look up this story and like read it for yourself. Yeah. Go ahead, Aaron. Yeah. I'm not going to get into depth with it, but he's still alive and he'll still be playing for the Ravens. It seems like next season or this season. Yeah. Uh, so I feel like anytime we got Russell Wilson on the field, you have a high probability of winning the game. I swear that guy somehow 
you know, the Seahawks have so many close games every year and he just, he's a stud. He pulls it off every year. All right. So they got a pretty uh, big physical wide receiver in DK Metcalf. They got a speedy guy in Tyler Lockett. Uh, running back subject though with Chris Carson, Rashid Penny. Uh, I mean, if those guys can stay healthy, they could be good. Uh, but that has yet to happen. They seem to get injured quite frequently. Will Disley at tight end could be a viable option, but then they also went out and got uh, Greg Olson, a little bit older, but always if Fox broadcaster it, Greg Olson. Yeah, yeah. If, <laughs> hey, look, if he can stay healthy. He could potentially yeah. be something. I'm not promising, but but will this will this is a big <laughs> if that is <laughs> a big. I, I'm agreeing. It is a big <laughs> if. Uh, will Disley, I feel, is already a viable option. Like I said, um, Bobby Wagner is a stud on defense. They brought back Bruce Irving. Not getting you. Brought back Bruce. Irving. No, I I feel like I agree with Manny. They're going to split the series uh, coming off the bye week. I think the Rams are going to have and a home game against the Seahawks. I feel like they're going to win. Um, I think that week 16 game at Seattle, though, they are going to lose. That being the Rams, uh, they play each other close. Seems every game for the last few years. Uh, they're usually always entertaining to watch. But yeah, I feel like it's going to be a split series. The Rams winning this one and losing at Seattle. I might be biased. Just maybe. But I think the Rams are going to beat the Seahawks. You're biased. Both games this season. I am, just a little bit. Um, I do think the Rams are going to win both games just because every season I tell myself the Seahawks are going to fall off a little bit, and somehow they never do. But I finally feel like this season, so help me God, this is the season where they fall off a little bit. Uh, I, it wouldn't surprise me if the Seahawks went something like 8-8 eight and eight or you know 9-7. and seven. So I feel like they're going to struggle a little bit this year. Uh, I hope I'm right. So I would expect the Rams to win this game. Um, we'll see. Uh, they play each other tough, so I could eat my words there, but we'll see. The Week 11 matchup is going to be another really fun one. This is going to be another Monday nighter, and this is going to be at the new look Tampa Bay Brady's or the Tampa Bay Brady's, depending on what you want to call them. But this is the new look Bucks with Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski. Um, I, I've seen so many different predictions for the, the Buccaneers this season. I've seen people saying that they're going to win five games. I've seen people say they're going to win like 13 or 14 games. This team is like, polarizing it's all over the place i feel like personally they're gonna make the playoffs I, I feel pretty safe in saying that um and i feel like they're gonna be a pretty damn good team i think the Tom brady effect is gonna be a real thing that's gonna uh take off down there so i feel like this matchup is gonna be definitely one of the games on this entire slate of games this season the week one game against the cowboys i have like starred this game against the Buccaneers, I have a star on this one. Like these are games that I cannot wait to see. I think it's going to be a blast. Manny, are you going to go to this game? Yes, sir. So um, I I do have the option of going to the one in Miami or Tampa. And after much, um, you know, I've thought about it for the last twenty four hours. I even brought it up to my girlfriend last night. I was like, Hey, would you mind taking a trip 
um, you know, before Thanksgiving weekend, you know, to going around Tampa for a couple of days or whatnot. And she seemed rather convincing. And you know what? This is definitely a game that if played and if fans are able to attend, I will be there representing Rams Nation and the Mob Squad pod, just like you will be in Buffalo. Um, I'm extremely excited just for the fact that, you know, it's really rare that you see um, the Rams facing Tom Brady, really, to be honest with you. Um, you know, besides the Super Bowl, unfortunately, you know, in the early parts of it. But, you know, Brady's always been in the AFC, you know, and now he's part of the NFC. And, you know, Gronk is back. The whole Bruce Arian effect, the Sean McVay swag. You know, Sean McVay did start in Tampa as well with John Gruden. So, you know, Sean McVay will be stepping on old stomping grounds, um, as he said on the uh, hard knock season there with John Gruden and the Bucks. So I'm extremely excited for this game. I'm hoping they allow fans in there um, because if they do, I will definitely, definitely will be there. Unfortunately, I don't see the Rams winning it. Um, I feel like towards, you know, you're now halfway through the season. I feel like the Bucks offense with Brady and Gronk um, and company, you know, people forget about, you know, what the Bucks actually have besides Brady and Gronk. Like they have an overall good offensive line, good tight ends, good wide receivers. And the Bucks defense is really, really good. So, um, you know, I, I, I expect the Rams to battle, give effort. Um, but unfortunately, I feel like they come short on this night. But definitely a fun night of football, and which will be uh, the Rams' second Monday night game of the season. It's going to be wild to see what Tom Brady can do with guys like Chris Godwin and Mike Evans because he has mm-hmm. not had a wide receiver with that nope. much talent since he had Randy Moss. So that's my point. The Nick. fact that he that's my point yeah. right so, there, you know, and, so, and to and to touch on that. When he's had those type of guys, they've never won the Super Bowl, unfortunately. You know, like the whole season with the whole with with um with Moss and Starworth and Wes Welker, and they still couldn't win it. But those guys were already at their prime. Now you're hitting, you know, you're going to Tampa where Gronk, listen, he's past his prime, but a Godwin, a Mike Evans, you know, even if you keep an OJ Howard, which he still hasn't been traded, that is a good set of wide receivers that you have right there. Yeah, that is going to be crazy to see what he can do with them. At some point, Tom Brady is going to have to answer to Father Time, and he's going to regress, and he won't be that good. But until he proves that he's at that point, I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and say that he's going to have a really good year. Um, Aaron, how do you see this game going, or how do you see the Buccaneers season going? Boo! I cannot stand (laughs) Tom Brady and these freaking Buccaneers talk anymore. First off, being a Raiders fan. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my gosh. Being a Raiders fan. I already can't stand Tom Brady. His dynasty would be nothing. (laughs) So Aaron was throwing that ball. I tell you what, that was a good call. Oh yeah. What? Get out of here. Get out of here. (laughs) I don't even want to hear it, Manny. No, wait a minute. Are you still upset of all those pick sixes that Rich Cannon threw? Oh, get out of here. I don't want to talk, I don't want to talk about Brady. I don't want to talk about the Buccaneers. Oh. Sorry, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. Okay, um, so I so, think what Aaron's trying to say is the Rams are going to win this game. I think the Rams are going to win this game. Let's go, because I should be there. Let's go. I don't think, I don't think the Buccaneers are going to be 
any I think they'll be slightly better than they were last year, but I don't expect a big jump. Uh you got Dominic and Sue, which will be fun. Uh come from the Rams, gonna be playing there on the defense. But the Buccaneers don't have a running back. Ronald Jones second is he their starting running back right now, I believe. Um Mike Evans, I think Jalen Ramsey's gonna shut him down. So we got Chris Godwin. I don't see that being the the star player. I feel like the Rams got to stop Rob Gropkowski or OJ Howard, whoever the tight end is, and you stop Tom Brady and you win this game. So I don't think Tampa Bay is going to come out with a win. I know it's going to be at Tampa Bay. I, I really just want to see Buccaneers fall flat on their face. Really, really wow. bad. But yeah, I think the Rams okay. are going to win this. Okay. Uh, week 12. Week 12, we got our second game against the 49ers. Uh, this is kind of the part of the schedule where we get really NFC West heavy because the start of the season was, you know, pretty much AFC East and NFC East. So now we're getting to the portion of the schedule where we're really playing against our division. So this is our second game against the 49ers. This game is going to be at SoFi. I hope that the team can at least get a split with the 49ers. So I'm hoping they you know can win this game um i'm not going to spend too much time on this game because we've already covered the 49ers and what we think they're capable of um manny this game being in la do you think that gives an edge to the rams absolutely um i also have them just like the seahawks splitting with them as well home home and away um you know like i said the the october 18th matchup in san francisco um, that to me is a toss-up. So even if the Rams win it, I truly feel that was an extra win that I didn't have them for. Um, but even if they do lose, I still have them winning on November 29th when they face San Francisco uh, to split the series right before they play Arizona, which is crazy. They're going to play Arizona for the first time in December. Yeah. Yeah. This this schedule for the Rams this season is is pretty odd. I I there's a lot of words you can use to describe it. Odd, peculiar, weird. It, it's definitely a little strange. Uh, Aaron, you've already told us that you think the 49ers are going to win both games. Is there anything that you wanted to add to this one? No. <laughs> I hope I'm wrong, like I said before. All right. But I think the 49ers are going to yeah. sweep them. Uh, and I think the 49ers are going to win the division, unfortunately. Man, you can't even yeah, I don't even want to wait. I just want to let you guys know everything. I'm like Quentin Tarantino-ing this. Yes, you're like you Mike May. Uh, everybody that plays for Clemson already. Yes. yes. I can't wait to get to the end of this. Uh, so week 13, as Manny said, is going to be our first game against the Cardinals, which is super weird. Uh, that's going to be in Arizona. The team went 5-10-1 last year. Uh, Cliff Kingsbury looked like he's going to have a chance to be an actual legit head coach in the NFL. Sometimes uh, I wouldn't even say sometimes, I guess more often than not college coaches that try to make a run for it in the NFL just don't pan out. It doesn't work that well usually. Uh, but it, from what I saw last year, in my opinion, it looked like he was actually doing a pretty good job. So I would expect the Cardinals to have a pretty decent year this year. Um, I know they only won five games last season. I would expect them to win something like, seven or eight games this season. So I think these are going to be tough matchups because it's a divisional game and they always seem to play tough, but I fully expect the Rams to win both their games against the Cardinals. Um, Manny, do you have any sort of like, do you think they're going to split with the Cardinals or? 
Well, I, this might be probably our first uh, not, you know, switcheroo or whatnot when it comes to um, how we think, you know, a game will uh, go or the outcome of it, obviously. But I truly feel that maybe the, they're all, they, all, they will also split with Arizona. Um, Arizona is getting the best wide receiver in the game and DeAndre Hopkins. Not to mention to me, they got the best defensive player in the draft out of Clemson and Isaiah Simmons. Um, so I, you know, not to say that the Rams can't compete, they won't show effort, but I feel like they they lose this game at Arizona, but I do have them winning the final game against them at home um, of the season. Okay. Aaron, how do you see this one shaking out? I think one of the best offensive yeah, players in the league, one of the, the best trades potentially of all time in the NFL, DeAndre Hopkins coming to Arizona and what they get rid of David Johnson, who's Bill O'Brien is an idiot anyway. David Johnson, injury prone, and you, yeah, you, you drop an injury prone running back and you get one, if not the best wide receiver in the league. Uh, Arizona is already instantly better offensively. Kyler Murray is going to be coming into his second season. Um, I feel like he's going to be he's going to be firing. It's going to be he's already going to have eleven games um, under his belt. What twelve games under his belt potentially? Probably 11. I think they have a bye week. I don't know when their bye week is, but under his belt for the season, second season, DeAndre Hopkins, uh, Larry Fitzgerald, if he can keep battling that father time and keep being a stud, um, you know, DeAndre Hopkins is going to uh, take a lot of those double teams and maybe open uh, Larry Fitzgerald up. Who knows? I, I feel like their offense is going to be great. Their defense is already awesome. Um, Kenny and Drake at running back, they picked him up subject i'm curious to see how he's gonna participate this season but i feel like i feel like arizona has a very strong chance of splitting with the rams this year and i think it's going to go arizona's way at home this week and i think uh later in the season at what week 17 the rams will will win at home Okay, so we're now into the fourth quarter of the season. This is uh, the final stretch. This is it. This is weeks 14, 15, 16, and 17. So week 14 is going to be against the Patriots, which is kind of funny that the Rams are playing Tom Brady as a buck and they're playing his old team in the same season. So this is going to be the first time the Rams have played the Patriots since the Super Bowl matchup, and this is going to be the final uh, primetime game of the regular season for the Rams. This is going to be a Thursday night game. So they're going to be coming off, uh, you know, it's going to be a short week. They're going to have to play Arizona, and then Thursday they're going to be playing the Patriots. And uh, any team that's coached by Bill Belichick, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt that it's going to be a tough game. Um, so regardless of the fact that Tom Brady isn't there, I still think the Patriots are going to be a good team. I don't know if they're going to be great, but I still expect them to be a good team. And we've already seen – Bill Belichick completely shut down Sean McVay uh, and the Rams offense from the Super Bowl. So we already know Bill Belichick uh, knows how to do that. Now, hopefully Sean McVay has learned since then. And he I've heard him in interviews say since that he overanalyzed it. He overthought it and he tried to do too much. So I think he's learned and he's going to come at Bill with something new and different, if that's possible, because Bill Belichick seems to have a plan for everything, but um, this is going to be another big test, in my opinion, especially 
we're getting into the stretch of the season where you have to start clicking if you're going to make the playoffs and win in the playoffs. You want to go in with as much momentum as possible. So if you can put up a good showing against a Bill Belichick team and get a win, that's going to set up for some great success, I would think, towards the end of the season. Um, Since this game is in L.A., I'm going to give the Rams a little bit of a nudge there, and I think the Rams are going to win this game. Um, Aaron... We're not. I won't bring up uh, he who shall not be named. He's not on the team anymore. Uh, how do you think this matchup goes? So it really depends on how Bill Belichick's uh, cheating scheme is going to go this season. I mean, he's already oh, been caught true, for true. the filming. Um, he's already been caught for the deflate gate. Uh, so I'm curious yeah. to see what he's going to have up his sleeve this year to get his team a winning record. Uh, I can't stand this freaking Patriots either. Uh <laughs> I think, yeah, base. I feel like it's going to be a tough matchup. Like you said, Bill Belichick, some reason is it, it's going to be weird to see the Patriots without Tom Brady. It's still kind of shocking to even fathom it uh, today. Um, it's going to be a completely different team. They still got Julian Edelman, uh, but, you know, wide receiver running backs. I'm curious to see how he's going to utilize his running backs uh, with, with Michelle and White and uh, Rex Burkhead. But, um, the Patriots defense is already pretty stout, uh, but I think the Rams are going to win this one. It's an at-home game, uh, potentially a relatively inexperienced quarterback, depending on who they have, starting Brian Hoyer, Jarrett Stidham. Stidham, yeah. Stidham. Apparently, yeah. everything that I've seen, Jarrett Stidham's the guy. Um, that's what I've seen. I don't know if that's going to happen or not, but everything I've seen, the Patriots are totally sold on Jared Stidham. So we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. I think the Rams are going to win this one. And for people who like to hate on Tom Brady last year and say that he was bad and all this other stuff, the Patriots still finished seventh in the league in points per game. They still scored over 26 points a game. So if that was Tom Brady in a bad season, Mm -hmm. With no Gronk, I mean, I, I've, I'm just saying. And like Aaron had noted, their defense is really good. So good, in fact, that their defense finished uh, first in points per game allowed. They only, this is insane. They only gave up an average of 14.1 points per game. So literally <laughs> two touchdowns. That's it. I mean, that's incredible to hold an NFL offense to just two touchdowns for an entire season. So... The Patriots are the Patriots. They're the model of consistency. Manny, what do you think this game looks like? Listen, everybody at the Mob Squad pod knows that yesterday, as soon as Coach Sean McVay saw that the New England Patriots were on the schedule coming to his house, to SoFi Stadium, he circled that and said, now it's my time. I got embarrassed. I got, I was, you know, I, I basically... You know, they took me to school and they gave me no books, no materials, no nothing. And I ended up with an F for the class. Now it's my chance to show Mr. Bill Belichick and Mr. Winning Six Super Bowl type of guy that me, Sean McVay, trust me, my friend, second time is my time. And I truly feel that the L.A. Rams win this game by 25 points or more. That would be incredible. That would be absolutely incredible. That would be a major headline, I would think. Okay, um, I'm sorry. Uh, and- my fantasy uh, part just left. 
All right. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, 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 no. Um, I do, I do see the Rams winning this game. Um, maybe if the Patriots had Tom Brady, I would go the other way. Um, but you know, the Rams now enter the last quarter of the season playing two games at home against AFC opponents, which to me are winnable games before you have to finish. You know, the last two weeks of the regular season with the division opponents. So, you know, to me, it begins with a win here. And uh, Sean McVay will get his mini revenge on Bill Belichick. Yeah, I certainly think Sean McVay is going to have this game uh, circled, starred, highlighted, underlined. This game is going to be a big game for him because he's going to want to do exactly what you said. He's going to want to come out and show everybody, fans, executives, other teams. He's going to want to show everybody. You guys thought I was real stupid. Well, guess what? Who's laughing now? So. I have no doubt that he's going to try everything in his power to put up 40 or 50 points. Um, the one, like I said, the the main nudge that I'm giving the Rams here is the fact that this game is in LA. If this game was week 14 in new England, I would be a little worried because from, in my opinion, Jared Goff has proven to struggle in cold weather games. He doesn't seem to perform well in cold. Um, why that is, I don't know. He's a California guy. He's like me. I, you know, kids from California don't like cold. It is what it is. Um, so if this was a game in New England in like December, I don't know if he would do well. Uh, but it's not. It's in LA. So I think the team's going to do well, and I think Jared will do well. Um, same thing goes for Week 15. Week 15 is also against an AFC East team. It's against the Jets, and this game is also at home. This is in LA. So this game isn't going to be in the Northeast in December either. So. I like those those odds. That's like the one thing with the schedule this season. The Rams really aren't going to be playing any cold-weather games. If you look at the schedule, all the traveling they do, whenever they go east, is going to be early enough in the season where it's still going to be late summer, early fall. And at the end of the season, they're either at home or they're playing in the NFC West. So they're not going to be playing any snow games. They're not going to be playing in freezing temperatures. So that's really good for the Rams. Uh, if they can somehow get enough wins to get like a home field advantage or something in the playoffs, that would be huge. Because like I said, me personally, from what I've seen, Jared Goff isn't the greatest quarterback in cold weather. So anything we can do to either be inside or be at home I, is just better. It is just more chances for success. So the Week 15 game against the Jets, like I said, is in L.A., I sympathize with Jets fans because I feel like the Jets have been terrible forever. Um, I know that's not entirely true, but I just feel like they're one of those teams that have just been terrible forever. Um, I am not an Adam Gase guy. I've never been an Adam Gase guy. I think he's an absolute joke. I don't know how he has a job, um, especially after this last season with the Jets. I thought he should after I thought he should have been fired after that press conference he had where he had like crazy bug eyes and he was like looking all over the place. Like I was like, okay, this guy's a psychopath. He needs to be in a institution. But anyway, uh, I think the Rams win this game pretty easily. Like I said, I am not a believer in the jets and I certainly am not a believer in Adam Gase. So I feel like this is going to be a pretty easy win for the Rams. Manny, how do you see this one shaken? Easy dub. Put it on the win column right now. Um, by the way, that whole fiasco with Adam Gates happened because um, a very, very great you know, Jets reporter, uh, Manish Mehta, um, he, he kind of asked him because the Jets actually lost to the Dolphins last season and gave the Dolphins the first ever victory of the season. 
So, Mitch Mana kind of asked him, okay, so by you losing to the Dolphins, uh, does it now make sense why they fired you last season? And, oh, man, they, as you can tell, he was not happy by that by that, by that question I'm being asked post-game. But, you know, I'm – Yeah, um, the, and I, the Dolphins yeah. were actively trying to lose games and they somehow <laughs> – Lose games and you won. somehow lose to the, the Dolphins and yeah, give them the first so, victory? I'm like, I'm yeah, so sorry. I don't know how Adam Gates has a job. I really don't. <laughs> no, but um, listen, I do feel bad for Jet fans because it feels like they always think it's their year, and it just seems to always crumble down a rabbit's hole pretty quick. Um, but New York me, sports is... fans tend to be pretty delusional, am I right, Aaron? Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Not. <laughs> oh, okay. So, you really got me there. So, okay, listen, go ahead, whether whether so far this game is scheduled to be played on either the nineteenth or the twentieth of December, I don't care if they play this game tomorrow on May 9th. Okay, this is an easy dub for the Rams. Perfect way to get into the final two games facing divisional opponents. Mark it down. Aaron, your thoughts? Oh, yeah, it's going to be ECW. Stop Le'Veon Bell. Put the ball in Sam Darnold's hands. Uh, I do have high expectations for this Denzel Mims, their wide receiver, the rookie. But I don't see. I, really I don't see Adam Gates threats. doesn't play rookies. Adam Gates does not play rookies. <laughs> I watched him here in Miami. I can tell you this right now. Adam Gates does not trust rookies. Um, but you know what? This is towards the end of the season, so maybe the Jets are not in playoff contention at all. Maybe he decides to do that. But yeah, yeah, it would yeah, not surprise you. me if the Jets have an interim head coach at this point. Yeah, right. But <laughs> I kind of want us. Yeah, otherwise I don't see uh, too much of an offensive threat. Um, I think the Rams will run away with this. So that leaves us with week 16 and week 17, and it's going to be against two of the teams we've already discussed. So we're finishing off against NFC West opponents. We're going to play in Seattle, and then we're going to play in LA against the Cardinals. So this is going to be a crucial two weeks because we've seen in years past how week 17 and week 16 can be the deciding factor between you're a one seed or you're a two seed or you're a three. Um, and that can all vary on whether you get home field advantage or not, which could be huge. Uh, so these two games are going to be really, really important. Um, I personally think uh, at this point in the season, the Rams are going to be coming off some good momentum they're gonna i think they're gonna beat the patriots i think they're gonna beat the jets so they're gonna be coming off a nice little uh high of wins they're gonna come in i think they can beat seattle in seattle and i think they can come home and finish the season strong and beat the cardinals so i feel like this end of the season schedule is gonna line up real good for the rams uh aaron how do you think that these two weeks here are gonna wrap up yeah, I've already kind of gave my opinion on these two games, um, and not much has changed. So, again, I think they're going to split the series with the Cardinals and the Seahawks uh, these last two games of the year. I think they are going to lose to the Seahawks at Seattle Week 16, and I think they'll beat the Cardinals um, at home Week 17. Okay, Manny, what do you think? No, I'm with Aaron when it comes to splitting, um, you know, games once again, especially in your division. Um, I did pick the Rams to win on November 15th at home against Seattle, but unfortunately I do have them losing at Seattle. Obviously things can change. Um, you know, injuries can can be a factor. Weather can be a factor. You know, um, if the Rams go, go up with the same type of energy they had last season in Seattle with a chance to win, 
you know, one play here and there can create, you know, swings um, back and forth. But, um, you know, I, I'm going to stick with my first, you know, my first thought on this, which is, was, which was um, Seattle. Um, when it comes to that, we will split, um, like I said, winning at home in November, but um, losing in Seattle in December. Okay. So I didn't give my personal like wins loss for every single game, but I do think looking at this schedule, I think the Rams are very capable of winning 10 games. So I think they're going to go 10 and six this season. Wow. Um, wow. We actually uh, agree. Look at that. Okay. Awesome. I have them, I have uh, them as well at 10 and six and making the playoffs. So not winning awesome. the division, but yeah. Yeah, that's the one thing that I still have gone back and forth in my head. And I just don't think that I think the 49ers are an elite team. I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt. So I don't think they're going to win the division. Um, I think that the Rams are going to make the playoffs. I think they're going to win their first round matchup. I think where the trouble is going to come is that second round matchup where you're really getting the top tier teams. And I feel like the Rams are kind of in that second tier. They're good enough to make the playoffs, but they're not good enough to make it to like the championship game or the Super Bowl. So I think that that's where the divide is. I think they're a tier two team. I think teams like the 49ers, uh, the Ravens, those are your, your tier one teams that are, that are going to be really tough. So I feel like they can make the playoffs. They will. They'll win their first round matchup. I just think that second round matchup is going to be really tough for them. Um, since we agree, Manny, I'll just go ahead and go to you. How do you think their playoff runs going to go? Do you think anything similar to me, or how do you see it going? No, I actually see it the very same way. Obviously, we don't know the matchups. What happens after you win the first game? Listen, anything could happen. And you know, uh, like I said, you know, injuries are part of the game. But if everything goes the way that we think it will, you know, barring any major injuries or, or whatnot, you know, those second matchups, especially with this new seating. You know, especially if you're the final team getting in, you're going to be facing the top two teams in the, in the conference, you know, and that might be another matchup with San Francisco. You know, that might be another um, matchup, who knows, with, with, with Dallas, you know, like you haven't played them since week one, you know, so who knows what happens there, um, you know. But listen, it's all about get in, baby. And I know Aaron would love that phrase. Just win, baby. Well, Just for me, win. it's get in. Get in. <laughs> You don't know what could happen. You don't know what the other teams could do or whatnot. Just take care of the opponent in front of you, you know, play by play, game by game, day by day. And you never know. Maybe we, you know, maybe we'll see the Rams in, in Tampa, you know, or who knows? Maybe we'll have a Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Rams uh, NFC conference title game, just like back in the, you know, back in the old days. Who knows? That'd be wild. So, Aaron, you have the Rams going four and twelve, right? And that's that's kind of what I was getting from you. Or hey, that's, hey, that's hey, it's not that. It's not that bad. It's not that bad. Oh, okay. so okay. I'll do a quick recap. Uh, yeah, like I mentioned earlier, the Rams are going to start zero and three, losing to the Cowboys, Eagles, and Bills immediately to start the season. Um, I think by the midway of the season, though, they're going to be four and four at five hundred. And I think the second half of the season is going to treat them just a little bit better. Um, I think they are going to get swept by the 49ers. I think they will split the series with the Seahawks and Cardinals. However, they will still finish second in their division. Uh, final record will be nine and seven. I think they will make the playoffs. And I have a strong feeling they could win their first game, but however, lose that second round. Okay. 
All right. So um, nine and seven, I, Nick. Okay. Uh, it's not as but bad listen, as I though, thought if, it was going to be. If you're going to be nine and seven, you might as well be four and 12 to get a much better pick. Oh, wait, I forgot. The Rams uh, don't no have that way. again. Damn it. Yeah, no. <laughs> no. Yeah. I'm sorry. I'm Ouch. Sorry. <laughs> that's, that's the one benefit of this new playoff uh, format is – those teams that are kind of on the fringe of being eight and eight, it's like, well, do we want to just tank and try and get a better draft pick or do we want to actually try and win? Well, now that you're, you have this extra playoff spot, you're a little bit more incentivized to actually try and win. So if the Rams go nine and seven, like they did last year, you know, the possibility exists that they can make the playoffs. And like you said, Manny, um, once you make the playoffs, that's really all you can ask for. You just want to win and get in because at that point, momentum is going to carry you to the Super Bowl if that's, you know, what happens. Um, we've seen wildcard teams make the Super Bowl and win the Super Bowl. Um, just off the top of my head, I'm pretty sure the Giants, when they won their last Super Bowl, they were a wild card team. I'm right. pretty sure when yeah. the Packers yep. won their Super Bowl, they were mm-hmm. a wild card team. Steelers. So, Steelers. yeah, Steelers. Mm-hmm. So, you can win the Super Bowl and be a wild card team. All you have to do is just make the postseason. If you make the postseason, whatever happens after that is kind of like just momentum and chance and all those other weird X factors that happen. So if the Rams can just make the playoffs, who knows what happens? Um, Let's get in, baby. Yeah. So um, one thing that I'll finish off with, I found this cool little nugget on Twitter. Um, there's a Twitter account called Sportsline, and they do – they basically provide data-driven or data-based sports betting picks or fantasy advice, things like that as far as like who to start, who to put money on, things like that. They basically run a bunch of like simulations and stuff and try to give uh, people their best guess as to what's going to happen. And they actually ran a simulation where they simulated this 2020 NFL season 10,000 times and they came out with the percentages on the amount that a team was going to win the Super Bowl. So the Ravens came out on top at 23.7. The Chiefs were at 21 and a half, 49ers 14, Saints 10.3, Vikings 3.6, Bills 3.2, Seahawks 3.2, Bucks 2.9. Eagles 2.7, Cowboys 2.6, Titans 1.6, and Rams 1.4. I thought, first of all, I don't know how you simulate a season 10,000 times. I don't know how the hell they did that, so I, I can't speak to that. But I find it fascinating that the Vikings, the Bills, the Seahawks, the Titans... I don't know how they have a better statistical chance according to their simulation than the Rams. I feel like the Rams have, in my mind, a much better chance than 1.4% if you you know did this 10,000 times simulation. Uh, what was your guys' thoughts on that when you saw this simulation and these like Super Bowl win percentages? Did anything stand out to you, Manny? I mean, not really. Um, you know, obviously, it's a long season. A lot of things can happen. Players change, coaches change. Um, you know, it's not like, you know, the, to see the Ravens at 23.7, I mean, haven't they learned? Uh, Lamar Jackson, he hasn't been himself every time he makes the playoffs as of yet. I mean, come on. Like, you know, the Chiefs, to be second, that to me, no offense, is an insult. 
Um, to have the Saints only fourth, listen, I, I understand they haven't had the best of seasons in the playoffs the last couple of years, not to mention that they got, you know, not, I guess, what's what's a proper way of saying Just it. Say it. By the way, by the way, uh, that, that is still a great play made by Nicole Coleman. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, you know what? These percentages to me don't mean anything because all that matters is when you play the game. And, you know, teams still have to prepare. And, you know, they still have to make the play. They still have to play the game. So these numbers to me are just what they are, numbers. And it gets people like you, Nick, excited about it. And guess what? Now we're talking about it. So, no, not really much. To me. Yeah, it's definitely not something that I would put much stock into. It's just a talking point. I think it's kind of fascinating. Um, I certainly agree with you that the game is played on the field. It's not played on paper because if the game was played on paper, the Yankees would win the World Series every year. But as Aaron will tell you, they do not win the, the World Series every year and they haven't won in quite some time. So, yeah, Aaron, do you have any? I haven't yet told you guys something yet, though, when it comes to baseball. Oh, I know what you're going to say. <laughs> you're about to disappoint. I know what you're about to say, and you're going to disappoint me. Um, I, I haven't addressed so it yet, but I'll go ahead and let you say it. I'll go ahead and let you say it. I am a pinstripe blood for life, unfortunately, for you. But <laughs> my, mom, my, my mom is from Brooklyn. She loved the Yankees uh, growing up. And that's one thing that has always been kept within me has been the Yankee pride. So sorry, guys. Great. Well, you and Aaron <laughs> no, sorry matching there, Yankee tattoos. I'm a pinstripe Yay! fan too, brother. Aaron, high five. Yeah. Buddy, far away, far Air, away, high far five right there. <laughs> Boom. Got it. Now, little did you guys know, every Get single here, Rams Red Sox fan. Boom. Hey, every single every single. Rams fan that listens to this podcast is now going to immediately hate you because you guys are Yankees fans. So now everyone's on my side. They're so going to hate you worse. Hey, who, nah. who beat the Dodgers in the in the World Series? Was it? Ooh, oh, yeah, the Red Sox did. Shut yeah, fire. good luck, Nick. <laughs> yeah. No, the cheating Red Sox, we have to say. Now. Yeah, the cheating uh, Red Sox. No, that investigation like totally Astros. cleared the 2018 Red Sox, so... You can try that narrative all you want. That's not going to fly with me. I know better than that. But yes, I am a Red Sox fan. So uh, I knew that uh, Manny was a Yankee fan because the other day on Twitter, I saw some notification about some Yankees shoes because apparently Manny spends all of his disposable income on Jordans because he's that guy. (laughs) So I am still waiting on the Rams Nation Retro 6 to come out next year. I'm super excited. Yeah, so I knew that Manny was going to come out and say he was a Yankee fan. I didn't want to admit it, uh, but, yeah, these things happen. Uh, Aaron, when you saw this simulation and some of these percentages, did anything jump out to you at all? Yeah, there's a big drop-off between the Chiefs and 49ers, and then another big drop-off between the Saints and the Vikings. Uh, I'm still really annoyed to see the Buccaneers up there. Everybody's super hyped. (laughs) About Tom Brady <laughs> and Gronkowski, all of a sudden, Aaron, they're uh, only at a two point nine. Man, don't get yeah, so upset. But <laughs> that's like that's like really close to where the Saints are, and that's really annoying. <laughs> uh, <laughs> and then I see the Eagles ahead of the Cowboys, and I don't think that's realistic. Uh, yeah, so I don't see the simulation as a very accurate, in my opinion. But. Yeah, there definitely is a big drop off between the Chiefs and everybody else, and then the 49ers and the saints and everybody else. Um, I, the one that I will say really kind of stood out to me as kind of out of place was the Vikings. I 
I guess I, I don't know. Maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm not a big believer in the Vikings. Um, so when I saw them at 3.6, I just thought that was, I, I kind of shook my head. I was like, wait, what the Vikings? I just didn't expect them to be that high. So, um, It'll be interesting to see. Um, it's just one of those talking points, something to to get us talking. We've still got some time to go in the off season, so we got to come up with some stuff to talk about and uh, talking about playoffs and wins and losses and all those things. Um, it's fun to do. So before we wrap up here, was there anything about the schedule? Not necessarily, maybe a Rams centric, uh, you know, thought that you had, but. You know, Aaron, I'll just go to you first. Was there anything that you noticed about the schedule that caught your attention that you think is worth mentioning here? Like, did you see anything with the Raiders that caught your eye or anything like that? Oh, man. You want to talk about the Raiders? Well, they're going to be opening their new stadium against the Saints in week two. So that'll be exciting. Oh, wow. And that will be a tough matchup. Uh, looking at the Rams schedule, some of the the big big games that I just absolutely want them to win is against the Buccaneers and the Patriots. And uh, if they go two wins and lose the rest of their games for the year, I'll be pretty upset. But if they at least beat those two teams, it'll be a winning season for me. That's fair. Uh, Manny, anything schedule related? Um, Well, I guess when it comes to, I guess the league as a whole, um, I, I found it to be, quite interesting that once again they decided to put the final two weeks um for mostly i you know i did check more um every single team's final two week schedule it's ma- it's mainly divisional matchups which that's basically what you want but of course a lot of the matchups early in the season are ba- a lot of um are a lot of out of conference games like the eagles are playing the bengals out of nowhere they're playing the steelers and like everyone seems to be playing the other team in the other conferences um, in the middle part of the whole of their whole season, so I guess that's what the NFL decided to do. I don't like the fact, though, still that the, that the Rams, after going to Philly, going to Buffalo, have to then go back to Washington and back to Miami um, in that short stretch. But hey, that's the way the league is, and uh, you know it is what it is. Yeah, and if you don't mind, I jump in real quick too, just to add a little uh, tidbit. Um, I feel like the Rams are playing in the toughest division in the NFL. And yeah, I feel like it's, it is kind of coincidence that um, what I feel are the top three teams in that division will be the top three most traveling teams. (laughs) Yeah, that's that. Yeah, that's really good point. Very, very good point. Good point. Yeah, I, I agree. I think the NFC West is by far the toughest division. Um, and I would like to think that next season, the NFC West is going to get some travel love and they're not going to be doing all of this East Coast, West Coast, East Coast, West Coast thing. And they certainly better not be sending the Rams to London again. Um, Especially they for definitely, a home game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they definitely deserve to get some easy travel next season because, like I said, this season is a little rough. Um I think we did a pretty good job covering the uh, the schedule. It's going to be a good time. Uh, I think the the season's going to be a lot of fun. Like I said, there's a lot of really cool, intriguing matchups. So this upcoming season, cross your fingers, happens, and I think it's going to be a really good time. So with that, we'll go ahead and wrap up, and we'll see you guys next time for 
another crossover episode where we're going to cover the mm-hmm. NFC North and we're going to yes. talk to Matt. Go Lapka. ahead, Manny. Uh, not Matt Lapka. Look at me. I'm getting names confused. Kevin Lapka. I'm so sorry. From our Bears Nation podcast, he will join us. We'll be talking NFC North. We'll be talking NFL. Of course, he covers the Bears. We'll definitely talk about the Monday night matchup against Chicago uh, that will happen at SoFi Stadium. Uh, guys, don't forget, please, to give us a follow on Twitter at Mob Squad Pod, LA Rams Nation, LAX, of course. And then, as well, your host for Nick, Week Sauce 13, Aaron at American Airhead, which I'm still trying to figure out why he selected that name after months and months, but that's for another pod. And, of course, me at Manny I heard C. his uh, sports analysis, so I know why he <laughs> And, of course, me at Manny C underscore 17. And, uh, you know, um, that's about it, guys. Thank you again. Uh, Hope to see what this uh, NFL brings us next week. Awesome. Uh, Thanks for listening. As always, guys, we will see you next time.